On a flutter, we are careful to ensure that all patient stories comply with healthcare privacy laws. Details may have been changed to ensure patient confidentiality. All views expressed are those of the person speaking and not their medical institution. Hey everyone, welcome to A Flutter, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of the love lives of those pursuing a medical career. I'm your host, Anna Kulawick, and let's get started. So with me today, I'm so, so excited to welcome one of my best friends since childhood, not a member of my medical school class, but she goes to med school somewhere else. Her name's Yvonne. Welcome, Yvonne. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Anna. I'm honored to be on your podcast and super excited to just see what you've been able to do with this. Um, so yeah, my name's Ifan. I am a second year med student at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA. Um, I'm from Lake Oswego, Oregon, where I met Anna in like kindergarten, I think. So mm-hmm. 16, no, like 18 years ago, a long, long time. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and I went to college at the University of Chicago and took a gap year and then came to LA. Amazing. Amazing. And for those of you who don't know Ifan, she is one of the most incredible people I've ever met for many, many reasons. One of the most obvious being her like insane productivity and just like how involved she is in everything. Like Ifan, you're the busiest person I know in the best way possible. You just are like an energizer bunny where you just go around and (laughs) are involved in so many things. It's incredible. Yeah, I feel like I can't, like, I get really bored if I'm not, like, doing something or, like, have a project to do or an event to put on. So, I don't know, I just like to get my feet wet in a lot of things. And, um, yeah, it keeps me busy. And I've always been busy, like, since I was little, doing a bunch of different, like, extracurriculars. So, I think it's just, like, fed into my lifestyle now. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. You're great. You're great. She's always inspired me to, you know, we went to separate colleges and now separate med schools, but Yvonne, you've always inspired me to, you know, pursue my passions and get out there and get involved. And I not so jokingly sometimes say that I feel like you're part of the reason why I got into medical school because mm-hmm. you were like, Anna, let's write our secondaries together or make sure you submit by the very first day or like, do you have these letters? And I was like, oh, I actually didn't know I needed all of these things. So I feel like you were one of like the shepherd of me going um, on this path. So all that to say, you're amazing. Thank you so much for being on. Um so Yvonne, why don't you tell folks about your love life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so I've been dating my boyfriend, Zach, for two years and like two months. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually met on Hinge back in Portland, mm-hmm. Oregon, where I was doing my gap year um, during COVID. So we were kind of a COVID couple at the, <laughs> at the beginning. Um, and we were together for a full year and then i moved to la in august 2021 um so we started doing distance and have been doing that for like 14 months now um hasn't been easy but i think i have like a really great relationship and amazing partner where it makes it a lot more manageable um yeah yeah oh my gosh so i have so many things to say the first off is I was telling you this earlier, but I feel like you and Zach are the least long distance couple I've ever met. <laughs> I, I never know if he's currently visiting you or if you're up in Portland visiting him. I feel like you two are constantly seeing each other to the point I'm like, that's incredible. How long distance are you actually? You were telling me he, he left last week, Wednesday, but he's coming again this week, Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, he comes, we try to see each other like once a month. Sometimes yeah. it's like, twice a month. Um, He's coming next week because I have my MS2 banquet before we start rotations. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to come for that. Um, And we're going to go to Disneyland the day before my rotation. So we kind of have a lot going on. But yeah, we do try to see each other like at the bare minimum once a month. Um, Mm -hmm. It makes it's easy because we're both on the same coast. And so, you know, getting a nonstop flight on Alaska is super easy and quick. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And thankfully, Zach works like hybrid. So he works three days in the office and then two days remote. So mm-hmm. usually he'll come like Wednesday night or Thursday morning at the end of the week um, and then work remotely until like Tuesday night the next week so that he's oh. here for like six days um, mm-hmm. and then goes back to work. Like sometimes he'll leave Wednesday morning and go straight from the airport to the, the office. Wow. Um, wow. That's great. What a dream. What a dream can I say <laughs> to be that easily accessible to each other? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you want to share a little bit about, I know you mentioned that you and Zach met on Hinge, yes. but do you want to go through your origin story a little bit? Sure. Um, it's kind of funny. So I almost didn't meet Zach because, <laughs> so let me back up. I, my friend, um, Michelle from my college swim team was interning with me, um, summer of 2020 and, I didn't date that much throughout college. And so when she came to Oregon, she was like, okay, you're working now. You're done with your med school apps, like time to get out there. And so she encouraged me to download three dating apps, Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble. And Mm -hmm. for about two and a half weeks straight, I went on like 12 dates in a (laughs) row. And so I, some of them were like second dates, most were first dates. No one I like really hit it off with um and so I Zach was the last person I matched with like towards the end of the two and a half weeks and I was just so exhausted I also had to do my Vita interview for med school apps um and it was due like the day after our our first scheduled first date um and so I ended up like blowing him off and I was like sorry I need to do this med school interview thing can we reschedule but I also just like was so exhausted. I really didn't want to go on the date. Um, so we rescheduled to Sunday. It was like on Wednesday night at first. We rescheduled to Sunday. And here we are Sunday afternoon. I was supposed to meet him at like seven. I'm hanging out with Michelle. We just went on a hike. We were exhausted. We're laying in her bed. And I'm like, Michelle, I'm just going to tell him I'm sick. Like, I really just don't want to go. <laughs> and then she was like, no, like, you want go for the free sushi. You love free sushi. <laughs> or like, you love sushi. So just yeah. go for the sushi. So I was like, fine. I'll go for the sushi. And like an hour in, if it's bad, like, she'll call me and I'll get out of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I went. And for the first time, I had such low expectations because all my other dates and the guys I met were like, just not it. Like they would Mm -hmm. only talk about themselves. There was like no spark. I don't know. So I remember you saying some were just like really quiet. Like you were like, why am I even on the state if we're just sitting in silence? (laughs) Yeah. There were some that were super quiet and awkward. And then others, like this one guy, I sat at a picnic like table thing outside of pizza restaurant with him for literally two hours. And he was talking the entire two hours. I think I said like three words in those two Mm -hmm. hours. So, yeah, just not my type, didn't really vibe. And so Zach was, like, just a super, just a gentleman from, like, the beginning. He, like, opened his apartment door for me, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, was just very nice and very kind from the beginning. Um, And like I said, I had very low expectations, but he did ask me about, like, my childhood, my family, um, we vibed on like the fact that we were both student athletes in college. Um, and we both had like ambitions, I guess, which Mm -hmm. is, um, very important to me. And so, yeah, we just kind of hit it off and we were like on the rooftop of his apartment. So it was like very romantic. (laughs) Yeah. The rest is history. We just kept hanging out after that. And I would spend like four to seven, four out of seven nights a week at his apartment the first year we yeah. were together. So we built like a very strong foundation the first year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I remember, you know, talking to you throughout this entire beginning and it was so exciting because you, you and I have known each other for so long, like almost two decades, which is wild to me. And, you know, like throughout a lot of high school, we'd imagine like, who are we going to end up with? Like, what type of person would we, is best suited for us? You know, just like all that imagining you do when you're younger. Yeah. Um, And I feel like you and Zach are able to like blend your lives together in 
such a great way like and in such a way at least you know from my perspective like being your friend that works really well for you because like I was saying you're the most on the go person I've ever met like you cannot sit still unless the point is to watch a movie um like (laughs) like you're so active and it's incredible but I feel like it would take a special type of person in order to match your energy and not make you even more extreme in that sense, but also not hold you back. Um, And I feel like that is a really great compliment to you in that sense. Um, Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that we match each other's energy. Like he's also very much a person that likes to do, like likes to have something to do all the time, can't really sit still. Um, And so whenever we're together, we, like I can't imagine just like visiting each other and like just staying in our apartments or like not really doing much. And so both mm-hmm. of us really love to like plan out our trips and like do something every time he's here and, um, you know, either go to a new restaurant here or go on a hike or mm-hmm. go to Disneyland, whatever it is. Um, and like with our, I guess, work and school, like we're both super, super passionate and like very ambitious and make, you know, high, have high expectations for us, make lofty goals. Um, so I think that we both support each other in that way and, um, really motivates me and inspires me, um, to see like how passionate he is with his work and like how far he wants to go in his role. Um, and so it kind of makes me want to do the same, like in medicine and like in, as a med student now, and then ultimately like as a attending as, uh, as well. Mm Um, but yeah, it helps to have someone definitely who's like the same energy level and, you know, doesn't like to just sit around. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why we get along so well. Mm-hmm. Aww. I love all of that for you so much, Yvonne. And like I said, I feel like you two balance each other really well, which is great. Um, but it sounds like when you two are together and something I've observed over the course of your relationship is that, I mean, like, obviously you're really close. I feel like all couples, it's a given. You're close. Um, but something you and I have talked about especially before starting med school and you were thinking, okay, you know, you and Zach are going to have to go long distance is like the in-person time together is really important to you. So how, how would you then balance or like still survive in this relationship if you can't be together in person a lot? And it sounds like you and Zach are able to visit each other frequently, but there's still, it's still like half the time at least that you're not together. So how have you managed that so far yeah um that's a really great question my love language is like physical touch and like affection and all that so it's like actually in the beginning it was super hard for me to do distance and to like not be with him all the time and like I don't know just be able to like cuddle or hug or whatever it was Mm -hmm. um and so yeah I really really value like the time we do have in person because like I said, you know, those are my love languages, but to be able to, you know, stay strong when we're not together, um, I think communication is super important. And um, for us, we like text all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we like keep each other updated on everything. He really is like my best friend and I text him like whatever's on my mind. Um, yeah. And every single day we FaceTime um, before we go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then like if we have more urgent news or something. We'll also just FaceTime and um, the fact that I can like see him and like talk to him every night like that, I think just really reinforces like, you know, that we're always there for each other and we can just talk about anything and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm really comfortable with him in that aspect and um, being able to see each other obviously is really nice too, even if it's over a screen. so that's like my biggest tip is to like, if you can FaceTime or like Zoom or whatever you use um, to see your partner like every single day. Mm-hmm. Aw, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. I remember when we, you and I both first started med school. No, it started around like August of that year. And mm-hmm. we both got COVID at the same yeah. time. I think it was like, you know, the first few days everyone's congregating, you know, in med school and you're like, COVID spreading. So we both got COVID. So I remember us both being home, like FaceTiming a lot and you kind of talking about like, I'm home all day long and I have to quarantine. And now like Zach is gone. And it was like, you know, a huge change. Um, And 
yeah, hearing about that. So I'm glad that FaceTime is working for you well. And also something that occurred to me is, you know, Zach, he lives in Portland. So he's where, you know, your home is and your family is. Mm -hmm. So there have been times, right, where he's been able to like, almost kind of do things with your family. And even if you're not there all the time, I feel like that still would create a nice sense of connection and feeling like he's still an integral part of your life. Yeah, it's actually really nice that he is that he does live like where my hometown is because anytime I go home, I get to see both my parents and my family, but and also Zach. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like a two in one trip, and he is super down to like hang out with my family, my cousins, um, and help my parents whenever they need um, whenever they need help. And um, yeah, it just makes it more like feels really like. I am going home, you know, like both to him and my family. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And we both love Oregon. And I think we want to like, this is really far down the road, but we want to like settle down there. um, What you do? Yes. I didn't know that. Are we going to settle in Oregon together? Yes, maybe like far down the road when I'm like an attending. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Our children are going to be best friends. They're going to be such runners. Dylan, yeah. he's starting to want to train for an ultra marathon. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And Zach's sport in college was cross country. So he is also a running boy. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. We'll see. We'll see. But we both like really love the outdoors, and um, Portland's just such a fun city to be in. It's not too big of a city. Um, we have like you know, Mountain Mount Hood and Cannon Beach mm-hmm. close by, so we can still access those. And yeah, I think just being by family, because I, my, I only have yeah. my parents and then my cousin here, everyone else is in China. So I do want to be like close with my family, especially when I have kids and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think my parents are moving to LA anytime soon. <laughs> probably would go back up there, um, ultimately. Wait, that's so exciting. I didn't realize that's where you were your current thoughts were about your yeah. future. I love that. Ooh, okay. That gives me more to think about now. Okay. While we're talking <laughs> about future now, you, before we were recording, had alluded to some sort of future plan. Yes. Care to share what that plan is? Okay. If logis- if money wasn't involved, mm-hmm. my ideal timeline would have been <clears throat> um, to get engaged third year because it's like our research year so Mm -hmm. we have a little bit more flexibility I have some time I can plan like my bachelorette party my wedding like everything and then get married senior year like after match day like in the spring beautiful Um, and then that way I'm going into residency like set like don't need to worry about a wedding and everything yeah and then go into a surgical residency that has two years of research Mm -hmm. have my baby third year of research here (laughs) so that I can actually like be with my baby and watch them grow and like not hire four nannies Mm -hmm. and then maybe have a second kid the second research year I don't know but ideally that would have been the perfect timeline but obviously Mm -hmm. no one has money in med school so probably not going to get engaged until maybe senior year but have the wedding like in residency when we do have some income (laughs) At least an income, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I love that plan for you. I'm just gonna pull a plug out for Duke. I, I, it's. I think we have a two year research year for our surgery residencies. Ooh. Couldn't say for sure. Not like I've ever actually seriously looked into a surgical residency. Um, and Durham has a great mix of, you know, small town while still having all the amenities of a bigger city. And there's so much nature. We have the Smoky Mountains a couple hours away and the beach yeah. a couple hours away. I'm just like totally plugging my school because then we can do our residencies together and just be best friends forever. <laughs> oh, you're going to stay at Duke for your residency? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe if they'll take me. Um because Dylan and I want to coordinate residencies and postdocs mm. for him. And yeah. the Triangle area has multiple good programs that would be good for him for the type of chemistry that he's doing. So, you know, we'll see. The future yeah. is a black box, but I'm just going to throw it out there for you. Consider Duke. I think you'd like it. <laughs> I'll definitely look into it. That's enticing. Yeah. Come visit me. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, okay. Well, that's an exciting future for you. Um, I'll, I'll continue to plug my own podcast. One of my classmates, she's currently engaged, going to um, get married. I think third year was her plan. Um, so she has lots of good tips about marriage in medical school. That's it's so exciting. exciting. Congrats yeah. to her. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's great. That's great. Is Zach on board with this plan? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where the money part comes in because, you mm-hmm. know, he has a job right now, but like, I want a nice ring. Wedding <laughs> costs a lot of money. We want a lot of people at our wedding. Yeah. So it's probably going to wait a little bit. Oh God. oh, God. Just like, you know, as we're now in our mid 20s about and things like, marriage and actually planning a wedding become more realistic i'm like how in the world does anyone afford this afford more than like a courthouse wedding yeah i don't know man (laughs) i don't know Um, and you know i'm gonna throw a good wedding it's gonna be oh i'm so excited for your wedding whenever this happens (laughs) there's gonna be a lot going on and yeah it's not gonna be cheap Mm -mm. I remember when we were in high school, we were like talking about what will our future weddings look like? And mine was like, it's just going to be me and a forest and a food truck. And like, that's the wedding. Whereas you were like, I want crystal ballrooms and rose petals. And we were both like thinking about the other person's wedding. Like that sounds like the worst, but I guess I'll attend. Yeah, no, I'm excited for everyone's wedding and to kind of see like, how they imagine like their best day to be like and you know how they mm-hmm. organize everything and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it'll be fun someday <laughs> okay so you've mentioned surgery mm-hmm. and on previous episodes of this podcast I've expressed how I you know want to do primary care pediatrics and even said like I can't imagine what life would be like as a surgeon because cause isn't it just surgery all the time? I was like, where's the rest of your life? So, and I realized that's a very biased perspective of me because there are so many wonderful people who are surgeons who have lives outside of the OR. Mm-hmm. So now that I have you here as someone who's thinking about that life, can you explain it to me? Yeah. Um, I mean, I am not 100% sure I'm going to go into surgery, but I am leaning towards a surgical subspecialty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've had a lot of great mentors in surgical fields that have like really inspired me and um, motivated me. And personally, for me, I really love using my hands and I love to like, I love instant grat- gratification. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like with surgery, for the most part, you go in with like a sick or broken bone, sick patient or broken bone or whatever, and mm-hmm. you go in and fix them. And then when they're when you're done, they're like better. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that instant gratification is like a huge thing for me, um, mm-hmm. being able to like treat someone right away and see the results. Mm-hmm. Whereas for a lot of like primary care and other specialties, medicine specialties, I feel like you have to like give them a med- medication and then follow up in like a month or two to see if what, to see if it worked. And for me, that's like too long to wait to see if that <laughs> Um, and I'm sure there's like many other parts to medicine where you can have instant gratification too, but mm-hmm. for surgery, it's like almost guaranteed, hopefully, um, mm-hmm. once they come out of surgery that they're better. Um, yeah. and yeah, just like doing stuff with my hands. I've practiced like tying suture knots and suturing and really like all that. Um, and yeah, I worked with Dr. Chan during my gap year, who's a double board certified facial plastic and ENT surgeon. Mm-hmm. And so he, I think had like a lot of, yeah, you know, he just like really pushed me to go into, the, into surgery and um, showed me that like, you can't have, you know, an eight to five kind of lifestyle in surgery, um, depending on like what specialty, but you can have like a very balanced life with surgery. Um, Cause I know it's like super intense to most people mm-hmm. and I'm sure like residency and everything will be extremely um, intense, but I think afterwards, depending on what kind of practice you do, you can like definitely still have a normal lifestyle and have kids and, you know, do things outside Mm of work. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's great. And 
surgery for you makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we still have time to figure out. Maybe I won't be a pediatrician. Maybe you won't be a surgeon. But, like, just Mm -hmm. kind of thinking about our personality so far, like, surgery makes sense for you. Like, we've already talked about on this podcast, you love doing things. You're so active. You can't just sit around. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it makes sense to me that you'd be doing something really involved with your hands. Um, So I'm excited about that for you. And I think you bring up a really good point in that, you know, as learners in medical school and at these, you know, teaching institutions, a lot of what we see is the really intense parts. Like we see a lot of residents whose hours are really extreme and that can kind of jade us to what the rest of someone's life might be like. Um, Mm -hmm. But we don't get exposed to maybe the people who have more like quote balanced lifestyles. And I think, you know, what balance looks like for you depends on, everyone like each person has their own definition of balance um but like knowing you and how how active you are like all the hikes you go on all the banana bread you make and you know like all the things you do outside of school which you do so many in addition to things in school like again cannot emphasize enough how involved in life you are um how are you envisioning what i guess your attending career might look like with a really demanding job and like maintaining your relationships and all of that outside of work. Yeah. I haven't thought that much about like what kind of practice I want to go to just like really trying to get through med school and into residency right now. But I mean, I have thought about it a little bit. Um, I really do love like teaching and doing research so I can see myself like going into an academic role um, and staying at like, Mm -hmm. UCLA or like an academic institution um but I after working with Dr. Chan who has a private practice it also is very enticing to you know have that eight to five and like kind of just be done when you're done um Mm -hmm. but um you do lose a little bit of that like research time and teaching opportunity um so I kind of have to see like later down the road what my like interests are and priorities are Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I could go into either like private or academic institution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that you have, I guess, those options, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like once you sign up for a residency, you're being funneled down one shoe, even though sometimes as medical students, I think it, it feels like that, yeah. you know, since we're only seeing one example. Um, but it's nice knowing that there's something else out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aww. Well, I'm excited for you seeing where this goes. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to see where everyone goes. Like, I know you've wanted to do peds and, you know, or primary care um, or even OB-GYN at once, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I think it's the babies that I like. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard a good test is when you're on your, like, labor and delivery, part of the OB-GYN rotation is during the delivery, once the baby has emerged it's like where do you want to go do you want to stay by the mom and take care of the mom or do you want to follow the baby like out of the room like where are they taking the baby to the nursery like that type of thing so um I'm excited for that and actually in a couple weeks I have my newborn nursery part like week of the pediatrics rotation so yeah we get an entire week on just nursery which is great and I was looking through the like syllabus for it and they said that you need to attend at least I think one delivery and like see the baby and I was like are you kidding like I'm so excited um yeah I'm so excited I've seen some c-sections before and those were beautiful I started crying during them (laughs) like when the baby emerged and started crying I started tearing up I was like this is such a beautiful (laughs) moment I get to be here that was great so I think I I think pediatrics is going to be really emotional for me but in the way where I'm like just so happy to see these kiddos that I get emotional about (laughs) we'll see (laughs) have you thought about med peds I have um and there's a lot of people here who I feel like go into med peds um Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah we'll see I um yeah 
It's an option. That's cool. And I just finished my family med rotation, mm-hmm. which was great. And I, I was like, oh, I like adults too. This is great. But I did find that sometimes when kids would come in, it was like, I was so excited. I just find kids mm-hmm. funny. Like they're <laughs> like everything they do is just they're really so entertaining. They are. They're entertaining without even trying to be. Like it could be the same chief complaint with an adult. It wouldn't be yeah. funny to me. I'd be like, oh yeah, you're having some stomach issues. But some for some reason when the kid comes in and they're like, I can't eat. I'm like, you silly kid. Why can't you eat? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be such a good pediatrician. Any any kind of doctor, but I could Thank totally you. see you rocking out pediatrics life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the best part, so for peds, I'm on it as we go into Halloween and Thanksgiving and then like the winter holiday seasons, like Christmas, so like leading up to it. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I get to dress up, you know, we get all the like holiday cheer, bring it on. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, You start rotations this year. I start actually in nine days on October 24th. Oh my gosh. And- so I have several questions for you about that. First off, what are you starting on? And then also, how are you going to manage your long distance relationship now that you're starting rotations? Yeah, so I start on emergency medicine at All of You, which is about 20, like 30 miles up north in the valley. Oh um, so I'm excited. Wait, how far of a drive is that for you? Sorry. I know. It's like 30 minute drive. Ooh, okay. But with traffic like an hour but I think oh, okay. like we go in opposite directions of traffic okay. so hopefully I will be missing traffic but yeah um super excited for that I think that EM is like a really good like prototypical student like med student rotation to do because I feel like usually they send the med student out to go see the patient first you get to do like a full history physical exam and then you know differential to um, come up with mm-hmm. a different and present to the attending. So it seems like there'll be a lot of autonomy and good patient exposure and experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited for it, but super nervous because after my MS1 year, I took like a four week break traveling and then four weeks of just doing research. So I'm like a little rusty on all my content review and, you know, I need to review like top, di- top differential diagnoses for like chest pain, stomach pain, whatever mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ones are in the ER. Um, yeah. But yeah, still excited to be seeing patients and not being in class. <laughs> um, and in terms of managing my long-term relationship, um, I mean, I think Zach is still going to try to visit like once a month. Um, it's going to be a little bit harder because I won't be able to pick him up from the airport and drop him off like I used to every time. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to be using the car to drive 30 miles up north every day. So I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hang out at your apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He offered to like drive me and like, so he could use the car for the rest of the day. I don't know if you want to drive 120 miles, like two round trip. Um, Yeah. He is, has been super like encouraging and supportive. And he's like, you know, nothing about our relationship is going to change. Like, we're still going to support each other the same, no matter what. And um, yeah, like last time I was really nervous about it, just like thinking about like doing rotations and long distance. And he was like, there's nothing more that I want to do than just like cook for you when you come home from a long day in bed with you. And I was like, that's all I need. Thank you. (laughs) And Zach is a great cook. I mean, I've never eaten his food, but you've shown me so many pictures and it always looks amazing. So that's like a that means something when he says I'll cook for you it's yeah I'm very excited for that because I don't like cooking and I'm like I can cook a few dishes like decently but he has like a whole slew of like amazing um meals that he can shut up so I'm really excited I feel like there were like several visits last year where you were like Zach made lobster tail and I was like what what you mean? <laughs> it helps that I have like EBT so that I can buy oh, more nice. expensive things. Um, yeah. So we'll have like bacon wrapped scallops and mm-hmm. like lobster tail with risotto, shrimp oh scampi. <laughs> Look at 
<laughs> yeah. We yeah. also go like out to nice restaurants and eat like really good food outside too. Mm-hmm. Perks what's of being it? in LA. Yeah. I was just about to ask, what's it like, I guess, dating in LA? I mean, you're in a long-term <laughs> committed relationship, but you still go on dates in the city of LA. So what's that like? Yeah. I mean, it's been really fun. There's just so much to do here, just kind of like any big city. Um, but I think the food scene is really amazing here, um, especially like Asian cuisine. We love, mm-hmm. uh, there's a street like just a mile away from me, which is super dangerous. It's called Sawtell. And mm-hmm. it has like literally like five blocks full of like Japanese, Chinese, Korean, like every Asian cuisine out there. And oh really, really good udon, ramen, Korean barbecue, um, tons Ooh. of boba shops. Oh, and wow. really good ice cream. Um, so we spend a lot of our dates there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then there's also really good Italian restaurants. So we've been to a few in Santa Monica, like downtown. Um, so yeah, it's been fun to like kind of explore the food scene here. And then um, we're also, like I said, really outdoorsy people. So when we want to go on a hike, that's also very easy, easily accessible. And um, mm-hmm. the Pacific Palisades is like, 20 minutes north of here and we can do a lot of different hikes there with like ocean views and um mountain views and everything um Mm -hmm. and then we i'm also 10 minutes away from santa monica from the beach so Mm -hmm. uh, if we want to have a beach day or like go surfing zach and i actually learned how to surf this year (laughs) um i'm really bad at it but he's actually like decent at it and so when when he visits sometimes i'll arrange like we have like a surf surfing group me at school mm-hmm. so there's a bunch of people who do it and I'll arrange like a day for us to all go out there and um yeah just like go surfing for a few hours um sometimes we'll play like beach volleyball um pickleball or not pickleball what is it called um tennis badminton <laughs> the one where you throw it down onto <laughs> a spike ball to- okay cut the spike <laughs> Spike ball. Okay. I forget where it was. But yeah, we play spike ball with some friends. Um so yeah, lots of fun stuff to do on the beach. Um and yeah, I mean there's also like people go to concerts out here, uh musicals, um, kind of everything. So there's never we're never bored here um yeah like I mentioned Disney is like only 45 minutes away and I love Disneyland (laughs) I actually took Zach to Disney for the first time for his birthday Mm -hmm. um he has just never been and I'm like you are literally like you're deprived like what (laughs) I've really lived life yeah exactly so I took him to Disneyland and we had a really great time he loved the Star Wars like area Mm -hmm. um there's a really cool bar over there but this time we're gonna go to California Adventure which is the other park Mm -hmm. Uh, I like the rides better over there I think so I'm Mm -hmm. excited for that Wow, I feel like someone listening to this would not guess or they'd wonder, how are you a medical student <laughs> while still partaking in all of these loveliest, lovely amenities that LA has to offer? Like, that's incredible. Yeah. When my, do you sleep? Like, that's a question. I actually <laughs> love studying. to sleep. Um, yeah. I was going to say my, on I post a lot on my Instagram and um, like all my stories and my mm-hmm previous like swim coaches or like um employers will always like dm me and be like are you still in school like what are you doing (laughs) like i'm constantly like going out to eat traveling Mm -hmm. i don't know doing something um so yeah i kind of put on the impression that i'm not in school (laughs) (laughs) but i actually really love to sleep i sleep like nine or ten hours a day wait what okay now i'm like getting down to logistics how do you do all of these things every day still like past med school want to be a surgeon like we're, we haven't even talked about all the like medical school extracurriculars you're involved in like I'm genuinely curious how do you fit it all in a single day like <laughs> I I don't know I mean I sleep is like a priority for me so I will sleep like nine or ten hours and then when I start my day I just go <laughs> I'm I I want to be 
like a fly on the wall for like a day in your life. Like I, it's not like I want to, I do want to visit you, but apart from visiting you, I just want to like hang out on your shoulder as like a mini me and just watch you live your life and figure out what I'm doing wrong. Like there is, I feel like for me, if I like go to school and I, let's say edit this podcast, I'm like, I did it. I did it for the day. I've, I've done enough. I can go to bed now. And then I still get less sleep than you. Also, you didn't even mention you're like on the swim team at UCLA. Like you're on their club swim team. So you're like a medical school athlete. I didn't even realize that could exist until you were like, I'm going to do it. You went to nationals last year. I'm just like plugging you now. Like (laughs) swimming nationals as a medical student. I'm just like, I truly don't know how you do it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Some days are really unproductive too. Like some days I'll just like not even get out of bed and then just waste my whole day. Um, But for the most part, I try to like, once I wake up, I try to like get going and do everything I need to do. Um, It's incredible. Yeah. I love being, I love swimming though. So like I have to work out anyway. And so my idea is like, okay, if I have like a set practice, I have to go to, it'll like motivate me to like actually keep it going and for Mm -hmm. swimming it's like so hard for me to practice on my own anytime I can't make practice and have to swim on my own I do like half the workout and I'm like very unmotivated so Mm -hmm. for me it's like it keeps me accountable um and I love being part of a team I really miss that for like the past two years on my gap year and you know during COVID and so when I heard that you know grad students could join the club team I was like, okay, sign me up. Like, here I go. Um, and it's really chill. Like there's people of all like skills and speeds and um, the coach is like a really awesome, like 72 year old man who's like, has like five grandkids and he's just like volunteering his time to coach us. And um, yeah, I've made like a lot of great friends on the team. And last year I was able to go to nationals at in Atlanta Um Mm-hmm. And I surprised myself. I actually swam like my same personal record as in college in the 50 freestyle. And in mm-hmm. college, I trained nine times a week. And here I trained three times a week and I was able to go the same exact time. So wow. that was a very pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, for me, the pressure was gone. Like club swimming is mm-hmm. just like all about having fun and like just being there with the team and making memories. And so it's a very different environment, at least like mentally for me, um, compared to like varsity swimming in college and club swimming in uh, high school. Mm-hmm. So I think having that like pressure lifted off my shoulders and my my mind, I was just like there to have fun. And I like, that allowed me to kind of just like go after it. And so, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. Fun. I feel like you do a great job of demonstrating how our lives are like yes we're medical students and we're training to become doctors and that's a beautiful amazing wonderful thing Mm -hmm. and you do that wholeheartedly but I think you do a great job of demonstrating how there's so much more in life to just being a medical student which again is like amazing but I think sometimes we feel like it can be all-encompassing And at times it is, you know, like when you're studying for a big exam. Yesterday, I took the family medicine shelf, which shredded my soul just a little bit. Oh, no. No, it's fine. It's fine. I knew it would be hard and it it lived up to that expectation. Um, So, you know, that was stressful. But now we're on the other side and there's like so much more to life that's worth living. And I, I think you do a great job of showing how you need to take advantage of all of that. Um. Yeah, and show that, like, medical school doesn't have to dominate you. And, like, medical school or being a med student doesn't have to become your identity or, like, your sole identity or or your entire personality, which can threaten to do sometimes. Yeah, and doctors always talk about, like, how self-care is so important and, like, you know, being healthy, obviously, is super important so you can take care of your own patients. And so I think for me, having that balance already, like, hopefully I can – carry that into my attending life and mm-hmm. you know probably not join a swim team when I'm like 40 <laughs> and you know doing surgery every day but still yeah. like trying to get out to the pool and like going on dates with Zach and like mm-hmm. 
just having a balanced life I think is very important yeah you'll be the coach I can imagine you like in the OR like your phone's going off you have someone I don't even I haven't done surgery yet so I don't know if this is kosher or not but I can picture like someone else like grabbing your phone for you and like while you're busy you'll be like barking out swimming orders to like your kids <laughs> swim team like go do this many laps now and then you like get back to the surgery like <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I can coach and do surgery but I do love coaching I still teach some lessons here it's been nice to be in LA because it's like nice weather all the time, mm-hmm. uh, which also makes studying easier because I've been going to like a bunch of coffee shops and I used to be like, what is it called? A cubicle studier, like in the library, yeah. in the back, like on the top floor, like don't talk to me kind of person. But yeah. now I go to coffee shops to study, which is really nice. Um, but anyway, back to the nice weather. So because <laughs> it's like always sunny. People have pools in their backyard. So Mm -hmm. I have been able to teach a lot of swim lessons this year too, which has Mm -hmm. been really fun. Do you want a pool in your future home? I would love a pool in my future home, yes. That'd be nice. I want a hot tub too. Yeah. That'd be good for you to do. (laughs) (laughs) So I can relax a little bit. Yeah. After after a long day's work. Yeah. I'm a really horrible swimmer and Yvonne you're a great swimmer and I feel like if I ever need to do some serious swimming I want you there as like my personal lifeguard slash coach I'd be happy to coach you you yeah okay well I hate running and you are an amazing runner and so I can't relate on that I don't know I I went on the I don't really have time to run much these days or I'm not prioritizing running time enough but I went on a run yesterday and then my knee started hurting. And then I started like diagnosing myself. And I was like, I need to foam roll and strengthen my quads, I think. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Do what you need to do. Um, Amazing. Well, this is really great. Yvonne, do you want to give your differential diagnosis for some top tips or takeaways for managing a love life while in medical school and I guess existing in general at your level. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, I mentioned this a few times, but for me, it was so important to find someone who just really inspires me and motivates me. Mm -hmm. Um, and also like supports me in everything that I do. Um, I think that, you know, each person in the relationship should have their own like ambitions and goals, but you have to support each other in, in that. Um, and so that was like super important for me. And it's obviously been really helpful to have someone like that. Um, Mm -hmm. and then with communication, like I mentioned before, if you can FaceTime or like call or just, you know, see each other every day somehow, I think that, um, especially for long distance Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. Um, it has for me. So I guess those are my two key takeaways <laughs> beautiful for your differential <laughs> I love that and it is beautiful I, I, I like all of the guests that I've interviewed I, I feel like I've loved hearing about their relationships but with you especially like I've known you since before this relationship existed and through you know all the high school drama even like elementary and middle school crushes like I've seen you through all of that so I feel like with you especially, like seeing how supportive Zach is and how, you know, well he like compliments you. I, I think that's really beautiful and like his is the way he encourages you. It's just keep doing whatever you it is you want to do. If you want to be like mm-hmm. a amazing surgeon, you're gonna go do it. Um, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Wait. Side note: Do you have an idea of what type of surgery you want to do? Um, or- I'm not sure. I have like my top like three or five um, <laughs> I'm like wait how many types are there like <laughs> there's like 12 there's like a ton there's actually okay. a lot of different okay. things you can specialize in surgery but um I guess like my three right now are orthopedics mm-hmm. um, and I think that's just like me being an athlete like yeah I get swayed <laughs> in that direction but I actually really like like MSK and um mm-hmm that stuff um and then general surgery 
Okay. Because you can then specialize. Because if I don't know what I want to do, like oh, because it's ortho its own residency. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Locks you and in. Then general surgery, and then um, I have a really great thoracic surgeon mentor that I've shadowed a few times. So mm-hmm. um, also interested in thoracic surgery, but you would have to do like a cardiothoracic surgery residency first. Wait. Um- Okay, I know so little about surgery residencies. I didn't realize that was its own residency. Yeah, you can apply. It's like an integrated one. So you apply straight into that one, just like orthopedics. Wow. Um, You can apply into CT residency. Or you can go into general and then do a CT fellowship. But that's like an extra two or three years. Oh, my gosh. I'm learning so many new things, just like logistical (laughs) medical things. Thank you for teaching me. When do you have your surgery residency? Or sorry, rotation. Um, I have my surgery rotation pretty late. It's like my second to last block. Um, I think it's like from June to July. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not for a while yet, but you're dabbling. You're dabbling. You're getting, it's exciting. Oh, go ahead. Oh no. I just was saying I wanted it to, I wanted to have it later because I didn't want to just like go on to surgery, not knowing anything and like not knowing how to present or like, you know, also the shelf I heard is hard. So mm-hmm. I wanted a few other rotations before that one. Yeah. To get you ready. It's exciting hearing about the types of surgery you're interested in. And then knowing like some of my classmates who are also interested in that and like imagining you all like doing residency together and like knowing I'm like, oh my goodness, these are future potential colleagues. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Maybe I'll meet them at a conference or something actually yeah that's so cool oh my gosh well I guess I'll have to do some mining or if any of listeners who are my classmates and are going to conferences that somehow we will also be going to we should meet up <laughs> um yeah okay well Yifan is there anything else you want to share anything else you want to add um I think that's it for now we touched on a lot of different topics and mm-hmm been so fun just chatting with you and catching up too yes yes beautiful well thank you thank you very much thank you for having me